The deal is this. <laughs> tell you when I was a kid, the red dropper and turn wheels and all this wheel. <laughs> tell you when I was a kid, the red dropper and turn wheels and all this wheel. Wheel, 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 wheel. They are pissed. Wheel, 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 wheel. They are pissed. Time we finish this, you're all gonna be practicing magicians. I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where me and Gary are covering issues of New X-Men by Grant Morrison. We've gone up through 119. We're starting today on episode or excuse me, issue 120. We're continuing the attack by the U-Men onto the Xavier mm-hmm. School, thinking that it is defenseless when Jean Grey is yeah. in the room. What the fuck is your problem, you men? Yep. Which I which I, I like. This is this is I like this issue a lot in this run. Yeah, the finale of uh, germ-free generation. It is marred by some dodgy art. Yes, uh, just just throw. This is where this is the cordy hole. Yeah, we're stuck in the cordy hole. It sucks sometimes. Uh, the cover is real nice though. Uh, the cover, cover is beautiful. Cover is quietly, uh, and um, it's Jean Grey just stopping a bunch of like scalpel-looking things coming at her with her psionic powers. Super dope. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then we get Wolverine, who has this weird like he's he's the one who suffers the worst under Igor Cordy. Uh, and it's really hard to describe what's wrong with Wolverine in these issues. Like he doesn't, this is going to, I, there's nothing wrong with if Wolverine was not a Canadian. Sure. Doesn't he look like he's not a national, a different nationality to you? Yes, a little bit. Yeah. I think yeah. the, the main problem I have with the artist is, is the noses. Like on the first page, uh, it, you can see this guy like looking from the bar in the background and like his nose just doesn't look like what a normal human nose looks like. It doesn't even look like what an abnormal human. It doesn't even look like a nose. Let me say that. It's just like, yeah. a, it, it's just a, it's, it seems like one of those, like if somebody was doing an exaggerated, like pig nose, like one of the strap around, your face or something but not even that doesn't even look like an mean caricatures yeah yeah they they took all the noses from final fantasy tactics and added them to human noses (laughs) to make double noses quad nostril like uh thing so so this is uh in this issue you know remember the last couple issues it's it's been a while since we recorded for you it's only been you know it hasn't been that long episode but this arc is basically uh following two plots uh three plots um the u-men assaulting the mansion wolverine going and getting angel uh, a new mutant and Cyclops and Jean Grey confronting John Sublime and getting captured. Yes. Uh, so we're just going to resolve all three of those plots. This is a fairly light issue of this comic. Not a lot happens, but what happens here I think is pretty cool. Yeah. And we start out with Wolverine um, and Angel kind of bickering in this, uh, you know, roadside diner, just yelling at each other. She splashed strawberry milkshake all over his face and, and he's got his one claw up through the cup, stopping him, and you know, just kind of stereotypical like Wolverine and young girl stuff. Like Angel's just you know doing, giving him a lot of back talk, basically. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, that's going to be like the smallest plot of this. It's just kind of yeah. checking in on them. And um, we cut over to kind of some more drama where the U Men are preparing to vivisect Cyclops and uh, Emma Frost. Um, and this is great. Like I love all the little uh, peeks into U Men culture mm-hmm. uh, in these books. 
you know, this guy, like, you know, just again, you know, we talk about the dialogue in this book, like, no way do I just cut a guy's head off. <laughs> like, that, that is what I would say in this situation. Like, oh, no. Yeah. You know? I was down for all of this weird cult stuff up until, like, you asked me to yeah. cut someone's head off. Like, I thought this was he's, all just jokes. He's right there. Like, he's a guy. I'm not going to cut off a head. I've seen that guy on TV. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Uh, and they basically, you know, start doing their justification, you know, like, hey, you're a you man. This is post human morality. Um, you know, God put them there for you. Uh, and this is your initiation. They're like peer pressuring him into this shit because like the human are kind of like a shitty frat, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is a, I love the way the human are characterized because it's not really a coherent philosophy. And, you know, again, it has kind of big incel energy in the recruitment. Like it's like Jordan Peterson's human. Oh, these dudes all subscribe to whatever Ben Shapiro uses to get his message yeah. out to the masses, right? Like he's these, that's yep. these guys. I, uh, I really, I really like this line where he's like, he's not even a guy, he's a mutant. So basically you got to get blood on your spacesuit. <laughs> like it's just yep. a really, like, I, I don't, I just, I just really dig that line. And they have Martha who was a mutant girl that was kidnapped that they basically pulled her brain out of her body and use it to basically shut down mutant powers and, and to keep them shut up, shut up. So they can't fight back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, they're there. Uh, however, Martha, the mutant brain broadcasts, like basically wants out of this we're going to see her kind of rebellion the way i read this is taking that you got to get blood on your spacesuit line and waking emma frost up with it uh emma frost goes from diamond form where she can't use her psychic powers but she's immune uh, which she was in that because they tried physically fighting her um back to her human form and then now is a very powerful psychic again yes and uh shuts down martha um you know and again this is this feels appropriate to me like it's not like the next one we're going to be taken out by these chumps you know, these guys are fucking jabronis. <laughs> exactly. Know, they're, they're, and that's what this issue is kind of about. Like, this is not the brand new threat. The way that the U-Men end up getting tied to the whole arc is a little bit more complicated and interesting than it's presented here. It's kind of like just the villain of the week. Sure. Kind of thing here. And it's like, yeah, the X-Men can dispatch these fuckos. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And as soon as Emma wakes up, she's like, hey, have some have some horrible pain. That's what you did to my nose times a thousand. And that's and yep. all of them collapse. Uh, they just immediately like just fall out and they're presumably vomiting in their spacesuits. Yep. Uh, we're going to be more vomit in the spacesuits as we cut over to the U-Men uh, coming to the school. And again, this shitty, incoherent philosophy you know, like this is where the young trade their train their young as soldiers. This is going to be the site of our first American organ farm. You know, they they left a they have a machine that tracks down runaway mutants. They left us an organ locator, like just really vile shit. Yeah. Uh, in the way that this philosophy is teaching them to dehumanize mutants to allow them to do crimes. Yeah, you and know. you can even see some like sneering in the dialogue where he's like, "You're all alone, Miss Summers," like kind yeah. of kind of making fun of her. Which, Sexist, uh, almost, you know? I, and also that, yeah, because there's no, there's no you women that I've, we've seen, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have to, you have to, yeah. yeah. Well, I was just gonna say something about like a mutant penis, like craft. <laughs> sure, you know, I don't, but I didn't have anywhere I was going with it. I was like, that is something you men would probably do, and then I was like, well, there probably are mutant penises. They keep talking about mutant eyes and mutant hands and mutant wings and stuff. I mean, a mutant cock. Presumably, presumably there's a mutant whose, you know, mutant ability has something to do with his cock, right? Like there's got to be yeah. at least one example of that. that we, I'm, Just a charm long or something, <laughs> you know, like, you know, what happens if <laughs> like, I put mutant <laughs> cock into Google? Let's, let's just do that. Well, yeah, we could do, do that. Uh, open up a, an incognito <laughs> bar. You know, in the, the Venture Brothers where his dad has cereal and his, his, He's eating cereal in the dream, and his dad is walking around with his dick hanging out. Oh, god damn. And yeah. his dick goes with his head on it. 
uh, amazing. And, uh, yeah, and the the it's fact my favorite episode of that show. It's really good. Yeah. That and the fact that like in the DVD versions, it's totally unedited. <laughs> like in the I love it so much. Yeah, when they broadcast them, it was all like uh, mosey act out or whatever. So when we got the DVDs, we were like, "Holy shit, that is a dick." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the Doctor is sin. Uh, Maybe this show will go through enough permutations where eventually it just becomes a Venture Brothers podcast. We can <laughs> only X-Men hope. Venture Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> like the X Men Venture Brothers podcast. The name no longer matters. Um, so they're showing up and Jean Grey, you know, basically says you're out of your depth, but at first it seems a little bit like she's bluffing because they just have students there. She's utilizing the students' powers. Um, there's a real dodgy frame, uh, here where he, she's talking to a mutant named Irene who has a bunch of uh, lips on her throat and can throw her voice. Um, I think she showed up later in some comics and she's basically projecting her voice to make them think that they're invisible mutant guards. Uh, but the U-Men have iris implants. Um, they know that they're not there. Jean Grey is basically tapping the students to, yeah. uh, to try to fight off this invasion. And it's a cool scene. Like I like stuff with the students. Yeah. Anytime you can bring like the kids of, of the, the, the like unnamed superheroes with that have like weird powers that probably wouldn't work for like its own character or like support it like a whole comic book or anything, but just is cool. I'm always here for that. Like the, you know, mm-hmm. I think back to like X-Men two with Colossus running around, like saving the kids from the school attack or whatever, yeah, yeah, like yeah. extremely reminiscent of this. Good kid content in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, she then turns to the Stepford Cuckoos uh, and has them do a psychic attack. Uh, they make the the U-Men seem giant, like he's stepping on one of the other ones. However, they go into um, kind of auto, auto-consciousness state. They have like a way to defend against psychic attacks. Yes. Um, which is interesting. Like they basically like cut their brain off and go on like autopilot. And I, I find that like super fascinating that they have, they, they have prepared so well to face the X-Men, right? Even though they're a, sh- a shitty frat with a really dumb leader, like they, they still have actually put some thought into how to attack the, the mansion. It, it comes up later too. in uh, two arcs from now. There's a thing, there's a military commander where they try to read his mind. He's like, all you're going to see is reruns from the adult channel. Mm-hmm. Like we have training about this because we live in a world with psychics. Which I think is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they fire their shrapnel. Yes. Adam, you know, bring it, bring on the harvest, but Jean Grey is the most powerful X-Man. We've you know, talked about that a bunch. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And there's a really great frame, you know, uh, Igor Cordy is a shitty artist in general, but there's a good frame where they fire the things and she turns into a snowflake. Yeah. Like this beautiful snowflake. It's really cool looking. And, um, it, it immediately after this, they're like, what the fuck is going on? And then like, they try to use different powers and like, I'm going to, and it, it's weird that they do. Uh, I mean, I know we rag on anime a lot, but like they literally do the anime thing of like, they call out their powers as they use them. Like I'll match your powers with my electric blood transfusion. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go super Saiyan. And she's like, no, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, it, it basically, well, it's cause I mean, yeah, them using the anime thing, right? Like I don't generally like that, but there's a reason why none of the X-Men do it in this. And these wannabes do. Like, these are all just, like, pathetic boys who want to be more than they are. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they're going to have this, like, Dragon Ball Z hero moment where they call out their power. Like, never give the men of Reddit superpowers because all they're going to do is this. Is <laughs> this just is walk it. around yelling the name of their superpowers. Like, <laughs> if, if you gave anime fans anime powers, it, we would just have the U-Men. Like, oh, it would be almost immediately. Like, they would all kill themselves with it. Like, right? Like, you would see... Yeah. Um, I'm sure... I'm sure uh, 
who's the boys guy that um that I can never remember the Gar- name. Uh, Garth Ennis. Ennis, yeah, I'm sure Ennis has done a thing where like somebody tried to take off flying and just got hit by a plane or something like that. Would be yeah, exactly. They would actually let's give all of the redditors superpowers, Gary. <laughs> this sounds like a good idea. <laughs> it's like our Reddit graveyard, Reddit r slash graveyard. It's just all the subreddits. Like uh, me, twenty one uh, male has super ability. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just like any girls in here, ASL. Um. So uh, she's basically shutting them down. I love this monologue uh, from her. Like, I mean, again, just them being out of their their league. Like, she's had this kind of creeping sense of power throughout this run, and this is kind of an early indication of it. Mm-hmm. You know, she she basically says, like, you know, they've shut down their minds. She can still see and, and basically calls them out for being pathetic and sad. Uh, she talks about the food that they ate to calm their nerves and makes them vomit and shit themselves. Good, 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 good. Uh, in their suits. Mm-hmm. And just this, the, the expression work that Cordy does is pretty good with her, her just kind of confident and kind of amused expression as her hair is getting set on fire. Like yes. she is going Phoenix. She's going Phoenix, which is a huge thing in the X-Men comic books. Yep. Uh, as she's like, literally, you know, there's, I, again, I just got to read this, uh, this line out loud because I love it. Um, I don't want you to get hurt, but you have to understand the more you annoy me, the more I can't help but think about deconstructing you molecule by molecule, memory by memory. Until there's nothing left but screaming traumatized atoms. Jesus Christ, Gene. Yeah, yeah. It's real it's real good. I love I love Dark Gene. I love powerful empowered Gene. Yeah. Like this this is shit that was totally missing from Dark Phoenix movie. Oh yeah. This, absolutely. The Phoenix in this this book is very good. And uh and like Cyclops, can you can you come get your girl? <laughs> <laughs> like she's, World Star. World she's, Star. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> She's, um, she's dissolving their outfits and she gets like scarier and scarier her uh, again the uh the, the expression work here is really really good where she's like you know don't patronize me don't threaten me and don't ever endanger any of my students again and at this point her hair is totally on fire and she yep. and she has this like disgusted look on her face as the you men are trying to flee out and they just she just blows them back with this huge powerful blast um and yep. of course as as they are flying out at the front gates uh wolverine and angel are pulling up and this is probably the most egregious wolverine face in this comic that i can remember yeah. because jesus it's really his eyes his eyes, his eyes are dude. huge they're they're like he does not i mean again it just looks like they've drawn him as a different nationality which like i'm not trying to comic skate it like if you if you wanted to be like yeah wolverine should you know has a different nationality i would not like wolverine less if he was a different nationality but he's just very canonically canadian yes as a dude it just looks off model to the extreme well and that's and i was about to say like there's a reason that they have models for these things and they want you to follow them and it's so the characters can be recognizable without you know a lot of work put into it like they want scott summers to be tall they want wolverine to be short and there's they want there's reasons for that and when you draw them and they don't look like that people get confused um there's a weird way that uh igor cordy i think is better at drawing women than men Mm-hmm. which i think is rare i think that that most comic artists if i see and they're kind of mixed uh their ladies tend to be dodgier but i think he's better at that like his angel looks great in that same panel yeah absolutely you know it's like a good drawing like it, it's you know and his, his phoenix his expression work was good he's just shitty at dudes and, and specifically there, there some, specifically, specifically Wolverine. Wolverine. <laughs> there's some blood curdling cyclopses uh coming up that are really really rough i'm just uh, in the space arc please make me the most popular marvel artist of all time wish granted but <laughs> yeah, yeah but yeah most oh, prolific yeah you know? yeah but you but can't you draw, draw Wolverine. 17 books in a month you know and uh uh, so I love that, you know, he's been talking up the safe haven and she's like, uh, this is the safe house where these nude guys running out of this exploding uh, place. They're screaming. Um, she's pretty, uh, Wolverine's freaked out by it. He walks up and we see Jean Grey in full Phoenix Raptor. 
This is so a the big gorgeous page, huh? Yeah, it's real good looking. And just like, what's everyone looking at? Like, she doesn't even know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, super cool. I, I love you know, this page. Like, I yeah, think yeah. it's, I mean, just her going full Phoenix. It's a full page spread. Her her clothes are waving in the background and she's got, it's almost like she doesn't even realize she's floating, right? Like she just, yep. she, has, she has no, she just is in this moment and doesn't really understand what's happening. They do a bunch of cool stuff with that as this goes on. Mm-hmm. There's a really great little like uh, panel reveal, um, I think in the next issue where you think she's sitting at a desk and she's actually floating in the air. Uh, they're just really cool. Like I, again, really great Phoenix stuff in this arc. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we cut away from that over to John, John sublime. Who's dealing with this breakout. Like he's talking to security or something like, don't let them loose, kill them, tape the deaths. Like he's being a pervert. Yes. Know, again, mm-hmm. his fantasy. Uh, and Emma Frost comes in, we get some, some catharsis here <laughs> as she, uh, takes him, smashes him through the window and holds him outside, uh, dangling him over the edge. Yeah, and he's immediately goes into full like sniveling, groveling, pathetic guy. He's like, "No, please don't! My mom met your parents in the Hamptons. No, mm-hmm. I go through agonies of conscience every time we have to hurt one of you beautiful creatures." And it's like, "What are you? Yep. No, what you just said? Tape the deaths, my dude." Yeah, he's, yeah, he's total hail mary. Uh, his toupee falls off. It just again, these guys are chumps. Yeah, uh, she's threatening him. She's super mad. And Scott comes in, and Scott's like, "Hey, you know what? Jean Grey, when she said we weren't going to kill these people, was right. Like." That is the old way. We're not going to kill them. That is one of the the themes of this this whole run, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I, I actually read some like when we're going to get to the big twist of this. I read some interview uh, stuff with Grant Morrison between like when I was looking up stuff for the uh, theme song, mm-hmm. and uh, it's interesting like what he does with uh, the major villain of this arc, um, and what he symbolizes to him ties into this in a way that I think is kind of interesting. I don't think it's a hundred percent of a slam dunk, but I think it's cool. Yeah. Um. And unfortunately, though, Martha gets revenge. Martha takes over John Sublime's mind and makes him let go. Yes. Uh, I do want to go back just real quick because like that uh, Emma Frost hanging him out the window and like the up close mm-hmm. of her broken nose and her face where she's screaming out. You made me very, very cross uh, indeed. Like that's one of the most evocative panels for me. Like when I think of the new X-Men, yeah. I think about one. I think about these two frames a lot. So. That's, yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is, you know, and just, you know, I look like a heavyweight boxer. Like it's a good characterization for Emma Frost. Yeah. Uh, other weird little bit of trivia I found when I was reading about that was uh, he had had no intention of using Emma Frost. Uh, Grant Morrison, he wanted to use Colossus, but Colossus had died uh, shortly before this. Um, so he wasn't able to use them. And somebody actually suggested uh, he use Emma Frost, Emma Frost on like a message board or something. Oh, weird. And he was like, huh? And then he did uh, and came up with to me, the definitive characterization of Emma Frost easily. Yeah. Because yeah. like this is this redesigned her character in a way that like made us, made me like her forever. Right. Like this is a totally. Perfect, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about how, like when we finished this run, you know, similar to how we did the onboarding one, we're talking about the art and stuff. It'd be cool to do a wrap up episode where you kind of talk about like, what were the strengths? What were the weaknesses? What were the things that like changed about the X-Men mm-hmm. because of this? Because it, it is a real, like, you know, rereading it, there's a lot of new stuff like, oh, this is where secondary mutations come from. You know, that's an idea now, but they were invented by this. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there are a couple of things that they brought forward uh, into the, the future from this that are interesting. I uh, I couldn't stop myself from reading this the last time I started. So I kept mm-hmm. going and just finished the entire series. And then the way that the Marvel app works, like it just pops you into the next issue, right? Like it, there was mm-hmm. no indication right except new a, morning yeah you go right into a chuck austin run and i got four pages mm-hmm. into that and i was like no thank you i'm okay yep. i, the, I, the I last, made a mistake <laughs> the first two issues of that are still branded as new x-men yeah uh, and we're still like part of my poll 
box. Like I still got those or they were still part of the, um, the trade mm-hmm. when I first read this and I didn't really know the story behind it. I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. What is going like, on here? When, when we get to that, we should do a tight five on just why that's so fucking dumb. Sure. <laughs> Cause it is a horrible two two issue arc. Mm-hmm. It's really shitty. Um, so John Sublime falls down uh, right in front of a whole crowd of people that are talking about him. Um, mm-hmm. And he is presumably dead. And we cut back over to uh, Wolverine confronting Gene and says, basically saying like, hey, uh, are you going full Phoenix Force? <laughs> because yeah. that's a whole big like ordeal. And she's like, no, no, I'm, you know, I'm. I had all these negative feelings about Scott, but they're totally gone. I'm, I feel absolutely great. Like, did you see yep. what I just did? And yeah, like this is, yeah, she's into it. And this is more terrifying the- than her making a big dark speech as dark Phoenix, right? Like her just going, yeah. Oh yeah, this, I feel gr-. like it's almost like I'm on some, the euphoric area or euphoric level that I can't, like, I can't even realize what I'm doing with my own body. And that's terrifying when you're the Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, it feels awesome. And mm-hmm. it's just like there's an immense amount of responsibility that she's eschewing. Uh, excuse that noise in the background pocket is uh is how to manipulate the printer. Oh no. Uh, in general. He turns it on and he presses print and there's no paper in it. Uh and then he looks at it like it's the most scary thing he's ever seen in his life. <laughs> pocket <laughs> like, I love you. Got this, they've got this really weird relationship. That's it. A... Buddy, <laughs> my dude. He's really poof tailed. He does not like it. You did it, friend. Like, I didn't turn on the printer. It's not alive, you idiot. Come on, buddy. Fuck it. Lay down, friend. <laughs> I just pet him and he jumped. Uh, come on, bud. Okay, get away from the printer. Enough. <laughs> Enough. Um, funny boy. Um, so their, their conversation is interrupted by a pretty grotesque beast. Like, I don't really like how Igor Cordy draws beast either. No, I don't um, yeah, who's coming out uh, carrying the body of Cassandra Nova, which has Charles Xavier in it uh, from the last episode. He got up and, and walked towards the uh, the morgue and says, help, uh, you know, Professor X is trapped in this old woman's body. Um, I, I just I have one big question about this, this entire page, Gary, which is mm-hmm. why is Michael Jackson in it? Yeah, there's there's a mutant pressing up against the wall who looks like Michael Jackson wearing wearing a glove and like the hat yep. from that video and and like a yep. jacket and boy, just looks a lot like Michael Jackson, right? It's a really weird choice. Yeah, Igor, super like, super weird choice. We know you're drawing 17 comics in a month, but like, <laughs> you know, if I was just trying to find a random model, like what if what if the person just like has a, a folder random like character models for things and just happen to click on michael jackson and then sure didn't notice it and look you there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that like you have to you know i don't think there's anything wrong with like tracing or, or really anything like that but no, like no. uh it's 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 just it's so conspicuous when it's somebody that fucking famous like right like it just looks a whole yeah. lot like michael jackson and like people are going to notice that so you know what is what is wrong is uh irena look at irena's neck and head thickness and torso relationship mm-hmm. and stuff in that panel good lord yeah also it's a really weird drawing why are the 15 year old setford cuckoos like all four foot tall all of a sudden totally like these these girls have sex one of these has sex in a, in a couple issues yeah. and four foot tall if you're lucky that's like two and a half feet tall yeah this is an incredibly bad panel i it's... never really looked at it this closely before <laughs> this might this is like going for career worst between michael jackson weird neck and baby cuckoos 
and uh and like and it's what's weird is like beast face portrays a lot of emotion and like it's obvious mm-hmm. that he is sad and hurting and he's a little fucked up in the head like yeah. that that works even though his the the rest of his body just looks weird and, and kind of bad but like everything that's surrounding it is just so strange it is one of the weirdest drawings in this run <laughs> like yeah i never put this together before Oh, that's odd. That tiny cuckoo is really haunting me. <laughs> I cannot handle this uh, tiny this cuckoo. specific in- <laughs> specific incarnation of the uh, you know the cuckoo babies. Um, good lord! And that's it for this Anywho. issue. Uh, that's so it for this issue. yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back in a couple of days with another issue. If you like this show, uh, you should donate mm-hmm. to the Patreon over at patreoncom TV. There's all kinds of cool stuff you can get to it. You can give you can get from that. Uh, mm-hmm. Not the least of which is the comfort of knowing that you've helped support a good group of folks doing podcasts uh if you're listening to this on the patreon feed drop what you're doing and go to twitch.tv slash duck feed is it duck feed or duck feed tv on twitch i don't know duck feed tv okay duck feed tv we are right in the middle of this year's duck stream uh gary and his crew are streaming a whole lot cole is streaming a whole lot i'm doing some Sekiro runs we can see if we can beat my rooftop boyfriend within two hours. Um, I haven't practiced. I haven't played that game since it came out. So that's going to be super fun. <laughs> I bet you can. I bet I like, can too. I, yeah. Like you it's can just run. Yeah. You just mm-hmm. run forward. Like that, that is really early in the game. If you don't go to Harada. Yeah. Like that's yeah, very early in the game. And that like to me, when I first played that, like that was so deep in the game because I did everything I could possibly do before I me beat, too. beat him. So uh, yeah. Me too. But yeah. So um yeah it's gonna be great um mm-hmm. you know we really if you are listening uh, to this and on the non-early release we appreciate it if you tuned in um it's really fun yeah and uh this will come out around the holidays if you uh celebrate christmas christmas uh merry christmas if mm-hmm. you don't celebrate christmas merry december 25th i thought you were gonna you know, say fuck off then heathen <laughs> yeah, yeah fuck off uh I've, I've got some literature i'd like you to read i've been watching some youtubes of the you men with stephen crowder and i <laughs> i think that uh think you guys would get some interest out of that uh but also uh this is the first time we've recorded since we have done a major since we've done the format change uh -hmm. so uh because we did two major recording sessions kind of back to back at first um so first off thank you for all of the like super positive feedback we had most everybody that i have talked to seems to really like the the new format seems to really like us specifically talking about things that we enjoy <laughs> mm-hmm. um so thank you for everyone that's reached out we got a bunch of new itunes reviews um and all of that stuff so thank you thank you very much for all of those things we really appreciate it sincerely so and we're, we're still accepting feedback of course of course um just let us know you can find uh jeremy at jg greer on twitter and Gary is at Gary Buh, B-U-H. Uh, and the podcast is at D-O-F-C Podcast. And uh, we'll be back in a couple of days. See you later, guys. Awesome.